hey, how's life? How's it been? How's it going? Happy New Year. I know I'm a little late on saying that I was sick with, you know, stupid COVID. This Omarion variant is like really messing with everybody here in New York. So, yeah, got that. My voice is still not really there yet, but I decided to continue anyway. Hopefully I don't sound too bad since my last episode. But that was because of the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, my birthday. And then, like I said, stupid COVID. But I'm here, I'm back, I'm ready to jump right into the rest of this story. So at this point, I tried to start becoming a person again. And, you know, try to go out and hang out with friends and try to do normal Mahdi things. Um, I started teaching dance again and I had just got a new job. Hmm. Yeah, I was I was trying to do trying to get out of my funk, out of my really bad depression. So I got this job in a new preschool. I finally was an assistant teacher like that was my job title on my paperwork and everything so I was excited I was like yeah cool I don't need that other stupid place now I have really 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 bad anxiety really really bad social anxiety when I feel anxious I get angry because my anger supersedes every feeling that I have it doesn't mean that I'm really mad it's just I get aggressive when I feel uncomfortable that's my natural instinct is to become aggressive and to become angry. Uh, people know this about me, but I don't think people understand it. If you don't suffer from social anxiety, you won't really get it. If you thrive in environments where it's a lot of people and interacting with each other and things like that, you're not going to understand what I go through and how I'm feeling. I don't like big crowds. I don't know what to say to people. I don't feel comfortable interacting with people. I'm very self-conscious. I overthink everything. Yeah, sometimes I come off like confident, whatever, but I'm not. I literally go home and overthink every word that I said to whoever I spoke to that day. I get nervous when I have to meet new people. I get anxious when I have to do something like every job interview I've ever been on right before I'm talking to my mom and literally until I get into the door, I'm talking to my mother and um going over what I say. Okay. Hi, my name is Maris and blah, blah, blah. And I'm here for my job interview at this time. Yes. I'm going to go up to this person and I'm repeating this in my head because I'm scared. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, and I get really like really, really bad as I've gotten older. I'm able to do that talk on my own. So going to this job, this new job, I was doing that. Especially after the incident of me getting fired in the last one. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do this. On this particular day, <laughs> my job, it was a PD, a prof- um, like a development of training. <laughs> that was very nerve-wracking for me because... um. 
essentially a PD is when you are getting some kind of training, you most of the time have to interact with people. There's usually a group activity and you just have to showcase your skills. <laughs> just talking to people and interacting with people and listening to people speak and most of the time when people are speaking to me I'm doing something else because ADHD I'm focusing on a whole bunch of different things if not I'm not really paying attention so I get anxiety about all these things funny enough <laughs> the day was a certification so the certification was for um it was health and safety first aid something or the other I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever. I've done this before a million times. I know this. I'm going to be bored as hell. I stepped into this training and I left so excited, so inspired, and so happy. Something I would never think I would say after a training. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love trainings. I love getting my information, but I'm never like yay you know but I was I was I loved this training it was um a mental health training well when I go in there they tell me like where to sit and stuff there I, I introduce myself and like I'm just super scared and when they start talking they hand out like books and booklets like as usual that's what happens when you get a training and as they're going through this, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a difference as this is like nothing that I've ever taken before. I've never been to a training like this before. So they were saying things that really mental illnesses and things that people will normally call crazy. I hate that word. And when you were referring to somebody who has a chemical imbalance. I think that it's a little disrespectful. I don't think you should just be calling people crazy because if they really are crazy, that's offensive. Yeah, they were describing things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and depression and anxiety. And the way they were explaining it, I'm like, needs to be so normalized. They were saying things that I felt all along they handed out this paper and on, on the paper on one side of the paper it said if you know somebody going through depression whatever whatever words to not say <laughs> phrases to not say and then on the other side of the paper it said try these instead and I realized that on the side of the paper where it said do not say these things were things that I was constantly hearing on a daily basis, not from my mother or my husband or anything like that, but things that I've heard from friends and things that never sat well with me from my friends and things that I've said and never felt good about saying things like, you know, people have it worse than you. It's not that serious. You'll be okay. You're strong. I don't know. You get over it. Don't focus on that. Think of the positives. Things that sound good, sound nice and inspiring, but in turn make you feel 
devalue your feelings. That's what it does. It devalues your feelings. There were things to say instead. Like, you need to talk. Um, I'm here for you. Would you like a hug? I understand this is hard for you. I'm here for you. Just other positive things. More positive things with less of a condescending note. It made me angry. It made me very angry that I surrounded myself with people who constantly said these things to me. It made me angry for saying some of these things to people. It really made me change the way I thought. They were saying things like, we're taught that when you see the crazy person, you step aside, you pull your kids and hide them behind you and you walk away from these people because you never know what they're going to do. When in all actuality, they're not really going to hurt you. <laughs> um, they might. It depends on what is wrong with them. But most of the time, if you're quote unquote crazy, what people like to call crazy, you're you're scared. Most of the time. I'm called crazy all the time. But like I said before, I'm scared most of the time. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. It, it really made me feel less crazy. I feel crazy all the time. It made me feel less crazy. I felt like, oh, this this is different. Like they were saying things like, yes, the mental illnesses, whatever you have, anxiety, depression, whatever it is that you're going through, you need help. You need guidance. You need something to get you through this. If you break your leg, you get medication for the pain. You have certain things to fix them you go to the hospital people are there for you they visit you they say get well soon if you have a mental break it's like <laughs> get this person away from me you're not fit for society we're not here for you we don't like you go away but you're sick same way i get a cold you're gonna bring me flu medicine if you care about me right or <laughs> you're gonna bring me something to make me feel better if you really give a shit but no, if I'm in the corner getting aggressive because I'm anxious, it's like, oh, we can't deal with you. I'm sick. Help me. Don't push me aside. And that's what this training was telling me. This is what I've always felt. And that's what this training was validating me. I was so happy. I was like, yo, this is great. Like there, there, there are people out there who understand this. This is really important to me. I really feel that this needs to be more normalized people handle things differently i may need more time to heal from something emotionally than the next person and just because you can get over something and i can't doesn't make me less of a person more less of a person doesn't make you less of a person because you can get over it everybody is different everybody has their own tolerance um i think a lot of people myself included think that it, if I feel one way, everybody else should feel the same way or everybody else does feel the same way. You know, it's not a great way to think. I'm guilty of doing the same thing. That training really opened my eyes and made me think differently about a lot of things because it was close for my husband, fiance at the time to pick me up and bring me home. And I was on the phone with my mom and I was telling her how excited I was and how I wanted to do this training because it was one of those trainings where it was like, oh, you know, sign up and like I looked it up and it was like, because because this is such a 
unspoken about issue they're trying to build awareness mental health awareness of course and I wanted to be a part of that so bad because I really believed in what they were saying I remember I we went home I went home and I looked it up with my godmother and we saw how much it cost to do the training and everything like that I'm still very interested in doing that because I really I really stand behind that I really think that the stigma of a mentally ill person, somebody who's struggling with their mental health is such a taboo or get away from me type of thing. Like it should be treated more like an illness because that's what it is, an illness. And it should be cared for and not shunned and not looked upon as less than. In the training, they were saying things like, if you need a mental health day, you know, that's the new thing that everybody's talking about. I need a mental health day. That People need that. People need a day to cater to themselves, to cater to their mental health. Yeah, so I had good intent. I had um, good feelings about the job at the time. Felt like, oh, they're giving us this training. They care about people. They want to make sure everybody's in the tip-top mental state and make sure they're comfortable. It seemed like everybody there was having a okay time. Like every professional development that I have been in, the staff doesn't talk. The staff doesn't want to interact. The staff is like so hesitant to do things, but it's funny. Like it's not a negative thing or anything like that. And in this place, everybody was so interactive. Everybody was so talkative, friendly, welcoming. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like, maybe I'm gonna love it here. I, I went home and I believe there was a party that we went to that day and we we went to the party, had like the best costume, like it was so cool. I had a I had a great day. It felt like me. I was happy. Actually, no, yeah. After the training I went and I did my dance class. I taught my dance class and then I went to the party and had a great time and all that stuff. So yeah, I was on a high that day. It was great. That was a Saturday. I remember I was so mad. I was like, why the hell am I starting on a Saturday? Whatever. And I wasn't getting paid for it. Red flag number one. Yeah, so I started the job. And immediately, (laughs) immediately was like, what the hell? I remember reading over my contract like the day before I was going in for actual work and I stumbled upon <laughs> something that said, for your 30 minute break, um, you're not allowed to leave the building. Like what the hell did I sign y'all? I like to obey the rules when it comes to working and they were like, you can't leave for lunch. So I packed myself a lunch. I was like, it's a little weird, but whatever. Red flag, there were like four directors (laughs) four directors i should have known something was wrong and everybody everybody was smiling everybody was smiling like on some step for wife smiling like super creepy i get i got in there and my first day and i show up and they tell me i'm gonna be in this room okay i meet the teacher she's so nice i'm like cool this is gonna be great i'm so excited i'm I'm talking to the kids i'm interacting with the kids and it's great it's cool and 
Um, I remember I tried to talk to the teacher, but she wasn't really talking to me very much. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm there with the kids and I'm interacting with the kids, doing my thing, whatever. Then come to day three. And I remember I was in the car getting anxious because I'm like, oh my God, I might be late. I felt like I might be late. But then when I got to the job, I was like, oh, I'm on time. I got to the job on time. I had to be in work at 8.30. Got there at like 8.26 or something like that. So I was like, cool, cool, I'm on time. Um, then I'm talking to somebody. I didn't know how to clock in. I got, finally got my numbers. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to clock in. This is day three. <laughs> I'm going to clock in. I clock in three minutes late because I'm trying to figure this out. And... One of the directors comes and is like, oh, can I talk to you? I'm like, oh, yeah, you can talk to me. I'm new. You're going to tell me something that I don't know. I'm like, cool. And she's like, what is this, your third day here? I'm like, yeah. She's like, and you clocked in late? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, you clocked in late. I was like, yeah, like three minutes. So I was trying to figure out my numbers and stuff. And... She was like, you're already giving off a bad impression. We don't uh, tolerate lateness here. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it hasn't even been five minutes. Isn't it great ter- grace period, like five minutes? Like, I was like really taken aback. I was really like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, sis? Like, relax. I was like, okay, cool. She was like, so consider this your first warning. I was like, what, <laughs> sis? It's like, oh, I was like, okay. She's the dick of the four. Got it. Just stay away from her. I I remember I just started bawling. Like, I walked out of there and I was like, I have to use the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom and I just started crying. And I think the teacher that I was with, that I was assigned to, heard me crying <laughs> and saw my face when I came back to the classroom. And she was like, what did she say to you? They should have fucking known. And um, I was just like, oh, you know, I got a warning because I was late. And she was like, you can't be late here. And I'm just like, okay, got it. <laughs> I was three minutes late, y'all, because I couldn't figure out my numbers. So I was like, cool. She's the, she's the one. Uh, I remember on my lunch break, I was just like defeated. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do this job. You know, I do that in every job. Every job, there's like a day where I'm just like, oh, this job sucks. I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do this. They hate me here. I'm not good for this job, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna get over it. I always get over it. It's gonna be okay. But in that moment, it was just so devastating. I was just like, damn, I made a bad impression already. I should have left the house earlier. I should have got there earlier. I should have, you know, all the I should have, I should have, I should have. Because I couldn't take it. I I felt uncomfortable and I had asked, is it okay to go out for the lunch? And they was like, yeah, sure, of course. Like, why wouldn't you? Because the contract said, and they're like, oh, that's not for every site. Okay. So I started going to my mother-in-law's for lunch because like I said, it was walking distance. I started to get very uncomfortable in that job quickly, very, very quickly. Like, it's so funny because I'm talking about it now and I'm like stressing out and I'm like getting nervous and shaking. They had given me a um, 
a pamphlet of questions that I was supposed to be asking these kids because apparently they came, they had come in one day to observe me and I'm thinking like, you know, doing what I'm supposed to. I'm asking my open-ended questions. I'm engaging with the students. They're coming to me. Well, they they were called scholars. I wasn't allowed to call them a student. They were scholars. So I was engaging with the scholars. <laughs> they They were drawn to me and cool. I was dealing with the special needs ones, even though there was no direct special needs program, but clearly some of them were a little bit on the, what they like to call difficult side, just call it what they are. They're the special needs. They need special attention. That's why they have programs for this, but whatever. I gravitate towards those students because I am one of those. So scholars, I'm sorry, (laughs) but apparently I did it wrong. My six years of doing this was like, I don't know a damn thing. So they gave me this pamphlet of questions that I was supposed to be asking these kids. I wasn't supposed to ask any other questions, these questions. And these questions consisted of things such as, now let me tell you, these are preschoolers. I was with preschoolers. I was with three and four-year-olds. And I was supposed to ask these three three and four-year-olds, where did you get the research? to choose X, Y, and Z. I was supposed to ask things like, what made you choose dramatic play today? What game did you intend on playing? These really weird, complex, all around awkward questions to ask a three and four year old. Every preschool I have ever worked in It was like build vocabulary and ask questions and things. They strictly wanted us to ask questions. I was not allowed to engage in conversation. I was supposed to sit there and read my script depending on which area I was in. They had a list of questions I was supposed to ask in dramatic area. They had a list of questions I was supposed to ask in the math, science, and everything like that. They had a list of questions that I was supposed to ask verbatim. Because I asked them, I said, am I supposed to repeat these exact questions or am I supposed to bend them to make them relevant to what's going on? No, say these words. Okay. (laughs) And and I started using those exact words because I'm petty. (laughs) So whenever they would come in to observe, I would pull out my little pamphlet and be like, hey, kid, blah, 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 blah. And um, they said, memorize these questions because these are the questions that they want to hear us ask these kids. I remember one day I was asking one of the little girls a question. She was trying to play. I felt so bad. But every time I didn't, like I had to constantly speak to them. It was like, if you're just sitting there and you're not talking to them, you're not doing your job and it's not okay. And I'm used to observing and speaking, engaging, helping. If a kid is playing and they're confused on what to do, model it. I don't necessarily have to speak while doing that, but they required us to ask questions constantly, constantly, constantly. If I'm not continuously asking questions, they're not getting vocabulary. They're not learning things. So I remember sitting there and talking to the little girl and I'm asking her these complex questions as instructed. And she was just like, why do you keep asking me these things? 
And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was just like, I'm so sorry. She was like, can I just play? And I'm like, unfortunately, I have to ask you these questions. And she was like, oh, okay, go ahead. And it was, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't want to do this. And she left and went to a different place. I felt bad. I felt helpless. I felt like, what the hell is this? I don't like this. These kids were not happy kids. These kids were not happy in this school. It was very, very cold. It was very like strict in this place. Um, they told us that we had to do things like, like we were not allowed to speak. The teachers were not allowed to speak. Like, and they hid these things. Like the first week it was like, okay, yeah, they were all nice. And then it, they, then it really, they were really like, you're not allowed to talk to each other. You're like in the morning times, like we had 30 minute prep. We were not allowed to speak to each other. Like, it was like, you do your job, you do this. I'm gonna tell you to do this. And that's it. Quiet. Those whole 30 minutes quiet. I think we had 15 kids, 15 or 16 kids. I was supposed to be able to have a view of all 16 kids at all times. This is what they're telling me. <laughs> so basically I have to walk around the room like a freaking crab and just, I can never have my back towards a child, which is crazy because the sink to wash their hands was facing the wall. <laughs> and if I'm trying to assist in hand washing, I kind of need to turn and um, you know help the kid but i was not able to because i had to have my back against the wall to make sure every other kid was in my line of vision it was ridiculous things like that the main really crazy illegal thing that they did was lunch break it's been a while since i've paid attention to labor laws but i'm pretty sure and, and I'm, I know five hours is 15 minutes or something like that, paid 15 minute break. And then over that you have or something, there's a certain amount of time where you have to have an hour break. We were only allowed to have a 30 minute break and not even because the way they had it, they had their schedule. Mind you, we all, we all came in at 8.30 in the morning. Um, we all left at 3.30. I believe it was 3.30 except for one day we had to stay until 4.00. 30 because of training and the lunch breaks had to be done at a certain time so they would give us a paper saying that this is the time that we would have our lunch break each classroom would have their lunch break both teachers would leave so if your ten if your time was 10 30 your time was 10 30. now you can't leave the classroom until your coverage is there but if my lunch break was at 10 30 my lunch break was at 10 30 i was expected back in the classroom at 11 o'clock whether my coverage came in at 10 30 or not so there was times where i was getting seven minute breaks and it was a thing of like you're gonna get written up if you come to the thing late i remember i was under the impression that i had my 30 minutes so my first few days i took my full 30 minutes and i got yelled at you weren't back on time from your break what are you talking about i took my 30 minutes no your break ended at 11 and you came back at 11 15. yeah because my coverage came in at that time, so I took my 30 minute break. No, your break ended at 11 o'clock and you came late. 
so these were the things that was happening I remember just losing it I um I believe I worked there for about two months and this job got paid monthly <laughs> so while all of this is happening when I was in the job before that I had gotten engaged yay um and we had started planning the wedding before we were engaged before of anything we always knew we knew we were gonna marry each other everybody knew july 15th 2020 we were gonna get married in jamaica this is what everybody knew after looking up what all goes into getting married in jamaica we couldn't do that and so we settled for puerto rico we had everything planned out we put a down payment after we put the down payment things started getting really really weird the people who we chose to be in the wedding was acting like they were uninformed. I remember when I put the money down for Puerto Rico, I made a huge group chat. There was like 20 people in this group chat. And I said, we put a play, we put money down on the place. It's all set for July 15th. We have to figure out how we're going to set up things, who's going to actually go and everything like that. Okay, I, I I always thought that my wedding was going to be small, my actual ceremony. I feel that marriage is so important, and I feel that it's such a special, intimate thing that it should be intimate. I didn't want a lot of people there. I didn't want a whole big thing. I wanted to get married on the beach. I wanted to have just a few people there whoever was in the wedding to be there some immediate family no more no more than 20 people and just real real quaint real quiet real small real locally um and then i wanted to have like the crazy party reception back in new york wherever like let's go chill have a big party hookah dancing all that right yeah i wanted to have a party but I wanted to have my wedding quiet. That was a problem for a lot of people. A lot of family members complained. A lot of people complained. People started acting weird. Oh, you know, that cost a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. People started acting real like, mm, oh, I already planned my vacation. That's the, that's the shit that irritated me. That's the shit that really fucking got me. I planned my vacation, motherfucker. Me and Carlos have been together for, what was that, two, three years already? And I'm telling you from the day I met him, we said July 15th we were getting married. Don't fucking tell me you did not know and that you planned your vacation around that time like mama me. You knew. You just didn't think we were going to go through with it. That's personal to you. Mm. Anyways. No, that she that oof. See, I'm irritated now, cause people, cause people really was, yay! You guys are getting married. I'm here for it. Y'all wasn't here for it, because when it came down to it, y'all wasn't here for it. Y'all wasn't there for it. Y'all didn't want to have no parts of it. Y'all was flaky and weird. So we were dealing with that. We were dealing with everybody being funny. Like, just so weird. Just so weird like all for it all for us and then all of a sudden it became too real and it was like oh damn they're serious we 
we're still gonna do it. We were like, fuck it. You don't wanna come, don't come. You don't wanna be involved, don't be involved. We're gonna go to get married because that's what we wanna do. Things started coming up about COVID. How contagious it was and how people were dying and things like that. I was just like, whatever. I don't care. I don't believe it. It is what it is. Um, from what they were describing, I had already had it in November. And I was just like, whatever. Yeah, so they're talking about COVID and all this other stuff. I remember the teacher in the class with me was sick. And I remember she came to work and she looked dead. And I was like, yo, are you all right? Like, are you okay? And she's just like, yeah, like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, so why didn't you stay home? And she was like, we can't call out. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is up with this place? Like, we can't call out. We can't be sick. We can't, like, do this. Like, she, they were like, they didn't send her home. She was, like, throwing up or something like that. And they were like, no. She stayed the whole day, and then they said, if you're going to go to the doctor, go after work, and then if you can't come in, you have to bring this and that, and but you were expected to have you the next day. Like, it was crazy. Um, I think she did come to work the next day. I think she was, like, just super sick that whole week. And I was just like, yo, this is insane. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember how this happened, but there was an incident between me and that that director. Um, I don't remember what sparked it. I I think I was cleaning, and we had to vigorously clean. Like I had to take out every cot, spray it with bleach, wipe it down, then take a dry one, wipe it down, and then throw water. Like it was just ridiculous. It was just super crazy. Yes, we have to, you have to wash the cots every day, but the way they wanted us to do it, and we had to do it in the specific way that they want, like, that place was crazy, very militant, very, a little too much. Um, I remember I was cleaning, and she came in, and she had asked me something, and then just started going in and saying all the things that I was doing wrong, and and I was over it because she had done this before to the teacher and in front of everybody just said, well, you're doing this wrong. You have to do this. The kids are not this and the kids this and the kids that and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, yo, you're doing this in front of the kids. You're doing this in front of everybody. You're publicly embarrassing people. Like, what is your problem? I was already over it. And she came in and she was just telling me, just degrading me and telling me all these things. And I'm just like, you know, I started getting anxiety. I started crying. And then I had said something. She said, well, why are you not doing this? Or why are you not? Do-? And I'm like, because I have ADHD and I forgot. <laughs> and she was like, so, like, it was so weird. She got so like, hush, hush. And she was like, oh, we, we spoke about your, we spoke about your ADHD already. And she was like, this has nothing to do with that. And I'm like, yes, it does. Like, it has everything to do with it. And it became, like, a whole thing. Like, she went and she closed the door. Like, people couldn't hear that I had ADHD. I don't know. And it became a thing. I remember I was crying. And I was like, I can't deal with this. Like, I don't want to 
speak to you and then somebody else came and I had to speak to that person and like it just became a whole big thing and I was just so uncomfortable with the whole situation because I'm like if you want me to learn something anybody if you want anybody to learn something you don't beat it into them (laughs) you try to get them engaged and they were so you're doing this wrong, 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 you're doing this wrong. Never said what you're doing right. Never gave you any positive feedback. It was always, you are doing 20 things wrong. Am I doing anything right? No comment. There are a lot of crying and a lot of, I can't deal with these people because they were all like that. All four directors were very fixated on the negative never said anything encouraging it was such a gloomy place (laughs) it was so weird I remember going to work one day I was not feeling good I was feeling really 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 sick and I remember sitting there talking to one of the kids and when she passed by me I was like oh my god I'm gonna throw up now this is one of the cleanest kids I have ever met and when she passed by me, I was just like, you stink. Like, I didn't say it, of course. That's terrible. But in my, like, my whole body, I was like, what? This is disgusting. Like, so bad, I was like, I'm going to throw up. So I did. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and I threw up. Like I said, COVID was coming out. So we didn't have a lot of kids. I think we had, like, five kids. So I was able to run out the classroom because I was not able to do that before because it was like, if you got a P.O. fucking well, (laughs) if there was nobody to cover you, your ass going to sit there and get a kidney infection. So I was able to run out the room and I ran out the room and I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom over and over and over and over and over again that day, just throwing up. Everything was making me nauseous. I felt like I was being spun around on the stupid teacup ride and just just it was just terrible i was in the bathroom on the toilet most of the day i kept telling them i don't feel good i'm throwing up a lot and they were just like yeah 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 yeah, whatever 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 my husband came and i went to have my lunch and i sat in the car with him and i was eating my lunch and i couldn't eat it i remember just throwing up outside of the car my husband was so pissed because I was late for him. I was late to go back to my back to the classroom because I was throwing up so much, but I couldn't get up because I was throwing up. I was sitting in the car throwing up. And I was like, can you just go ring the bell? Tell them I'm going to come right up. So he rang the bell and he said like, oh, she's going to come. And they were like, well, where is she? Whatever. He's like, she's throwing up and blah, 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 blah. So like that happened. And then. I came back upstairs and they were just like, oh, like, are you okay? You're throwing up. You came back late from lunch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel good. Like, I'm going to go, like, when I get home, I'm going to go to the doctor to see what's going on, see if I have the flu, whatever. Because I was like, I think I have the flu. I must have the flu. So I was still there running back and forth to the bathroom. There was a point where I was in the bathroom for like a good 15 minutes. And I remember one of the directors came knocking on the door and like legit stood there to listen to me throw up to me I guess to make sure I wasn't faking or something I don't know they were weird and when I came out the bathroom the mean one came and was like um we can't have you running back and forth and throwing up and this was at one o'clock so I was there from 8 30 in the morning throwing up every 10 minutes oh we can't really have you here throwing up 
it's not good for the kids for you to be running in and out of the classroom when the parents come if they see you sick like this like it doesn't look good so we're gonna send you home now so just go straight to the doctor and let us know what's going on with you okay so i went to the doctor and they told me i had the flu <laughs> and i took thorough flu i told them i had the flu they told me i couldn't go to work for the next two days and i gave, i said i can't go to work for the next two days and i was like all right um i was house sitting at the time my cousin had went somewhere and i was watching her dog and i was in her house chilling i was like whatever the fuck this weird place yeah it wasn't the flu i was still sick i went back to urgent care and i was like yo do i have this covid business like i was so scared i was like oh my god they swabbed me they did the pp test somebody in the hazmat suit comes back in the room and i'm just like what the fuck i'm gonna die i got covid nah you don't got covid you're pregnant and i was like what so yeah you're pregnant i was like what the fuck are you talking about yeah just go home and um rest <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck are you saying i remember i called my mom hysterical crying mom i'm pregnant <laughs> and i was like i don't know what to do she's like are you okay i was like nope and i told my husband i was pregnant and i think he called his mom crying too because we were scared so that is where i will leave this <laughs> come back next week hear the next episode um my husband will be on as well we are going to talk about that <laughs> um thank you guys for listening always thank you guys for listening yes interact with me guys please if you like the podcast leave comments leave um ratings just tell people share get this out there help me guys yeah but thanks for listening continue listening